that's what day it is y'all <laughs> yeah today is monday and we back at it again for another episode of almond delights reading corner so come on in this week we'll be reading love and gospel music What's wrong with telling the damn truth? <laughs> By your author, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Y'all head on over to Amazon.com and get your books. Download it on your Kindle or just order the paperback. Come on and support our authors, y'all. Love and gospel music. But is it really about love and gospel music? (laughs) We over here reading, y'all. Make sure you comment, like, share, and subscribe to Almond Brown everywhere. Check the description box to get all the links to his book and also to Mr. Timothy Blaine's YouTube channel. We almost reading, (laughs) y'all. Are you ready? It's that time. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. I am your girl, Miss Almond Brown 09, and I'm coming to you guys today with another read of love and gospel music, honey. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? By yours truly, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Mm-hmm. We are on chapter six this week, so, you know, we're going to get into it. I hope you guys have had a wonderful Monday. I hope work ain't stressed you out too much, but if you was off, uh, I hope you had a good time being off. And if you still at work, make sure you got your headphones on. Okay. <laughs> well, or even invite your coworkers to come in and listen. Okay. But like I said, we're on chapter six to reiterate what we read last week, just a little bit. Cause if you have not read anything yet, go back to the previous readings so you can catch up. But Honey, we know that Dwayne Brown, uh-huh, he has found him a little love interest in Mr. Joey White. He don't understand why Joey don't want to, like, be with him already, but because he just coming into his gay, you know, he's coming out. So he felt like, you know, all gay people want to do is just have sex. So when he ran into Joey and found out that Joey, you know, that's not what he was about. He just wanted to get to know him right now. You know, he was kind of upset. Okay, <laughs> but we're going to start at chapter six. We're going to see how far we can get. We may be able to fit two chapters in tonight. If not, you know, we'll just make it do what it do. Okay. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to my Almond Delights 2.0, all of my members. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. So let's go. Chapter six, Lost Sheep. Stop the car, Joey, I yelled. What's the matter? Did you leave something at the gas station? No, but we got to turn around. I think we just passed somebody I know. Come on, Dwayne. These are all hustlers out here. You think you know one of these people? Would you please just turn the car around? What if we get stopped by the police out here messing with these dudes? 
Hurry up, Joey, before he gets picked up. Don't worry. This is the low end of Santa Monica Boulevard. These guys stand on these corners for hours and hours and hours. But he was turning the car around, and I gave him a quick look. And what makes you such an expert on how long they stand on these corners? Oh, I don't know, he said. Going to the market, the cleaners, Sears. This is Santa Monica Boulevard, Dwayne. Not a dimly lit back alley. There he is. Pull over. All right. And get a ticket or arrested for trying to pick up a... I was out of the car, and I was right. It was Terry Baxter. Once I was sure of that, I went back to the car, which Joey had discreetly parked about 50 feet away. Listen, Joey, I'll call you later tonight or in the morning. My friend and me have some catching up to do. What? You can't catch up in the car? Dwayne, what's going on here? Nothing's going on, babe. It's just an old friend from back home. I haven't seen him in a very long time, and I want to hang out a little bit with him. Is that okay? And I can't even meet this old friend? Look, is this about the sex thing again, Dwayne? Are you trying to make me jealous? Because if that's what this is about, I... I'm not trying to make you anything, Joey. I just ran into an old friend, and I'm walking home with him. Now, either you trust me, or you don't. His jaw tightened as he stared out the windshield. I just don't see why I can't meet this dude. Since you have to have an answer, I don't want you to meet him under these conditions. What conditions? You know, out here like this. Come on, Joey. You know you can imagine how embarrassed he has to be. The last time I saw him, we were both singing in the youth choir. Oh, well, why didn't you say something? I... You call me the moment you get home. And be careful out here, Dwayne. These streets can be dangerous and pretty close to everybody is on drugs. When I walked back over to Terry Baxter, there was an awkward silence. Neither of us knew what to say to each other. It had been such a long time. Terry had disappeared seemingly off the face of the earth shortly after Benny Nicholas was planted in the ground. Of course, I figured he must have moved to one of the big cities. After all, wasn't that what most gay people did? But I never dreamed I'd run into him on the street. He spoke first. I don't come out here a lot, he said. Just a couple of days a week to make ends meet. You don't owe me any explanations, Terry. I'm just happy to see you again. Is that the truth? Of course it's the truth. Why wouldn't it be the truth? Benny. Look, I'm starving, I said. Let's get something to eat. You know some good place around here? Sure. Arthur J's is okay, but I don't have any. I just invited you, didn't I? That means it's on me now. Now which way? Arthur J's seemed like a little more than a hangout for, more, for male prostitutes. Lots of scruffy-looking young guys and lots of lonely old men to pick up the chicks. Our waiter was in drag. I can tell that Terry had been eating regularly, by the way he tore into this deluxe greasy hamburger. So, you been out here in California all this time, I asked? Nah, when I left Cincinnati, I went to New York City first. That was a colossal mistake. I almost froze my butt off. After I managed to survive one and a half winters, I knew I had to live out here. How about you, Dwayne? How long you been in L.A.? 
getting close to a year now maybe 10 months you like it love it i came here on vacation to check out the city and to see my older brother and i've been here ever since you mean you didn't even go back to pack what's the pack a few more clothes my journals my albums and a couple of tattered old michael jackson posters my sister sent me my music and writings i think she kept the michael stuff for herself he smiled at this must be nice to have family look out for you i left ohio with only a gym bag and the clothes on my back my mother the bitch, you know that she threw me out right no i never knew what happened to you terry yeah we had a big blow up right after benny's funeral i was all emotional and hysterical so i guess it must have slipped out about benny and me instead of comforting me the bitch told me i had 10 minutes to pack my junk and get the hell out of her house and your father that negro is not my father if he had been there i would have <laughs> i wouldn't even have gotten a gym bag i'm sorry it's been so rough for you man did you even graduate high school no and that's the least of my problems tell me some more about you Dwayne. who was that dude you were in the car with he was fine as hell <laughs> yeah he is pretty easy on the eyes isn't he that's my friend joey i've been seeing him for about seven months now what is he puerto rican boy you can see all that from the curb let's just say i have developed some skills cruising paths of cars <laughs> actually joey is more like a combination plate he's from new orleans i think i'm in love with him terry that's nice all i can say is don't take your feelings for granted Dwayne. if i had known that benny would have been my last love i probably would have jumped down in that hole with him you're only what 21 22 i wouldn't be throwing it in the towel just yet we got quiet again for a minute and then i had to ask him what happened back then anyway terry do you know that i never knew that there was ever something going on between you and benny something private i mean yeah that was benny's idea he said that if you knew what we had going on between us you would think that our covenant meant nothing that you would lose faith in him and maybe it would have even affect your relationship with god he took that covenant stuff pretty seriously so in that way at least he was kind of religious Benny said that the reason over half of the marriages in this country ended in divorce was because no one took covenants made before God seriously enough. He said that he didn't want to confuse you, that this gay thing was already confusing enough. I think he saw himself as your spiritual guru or something, Dwayne. I hope you're not telling me that that's the reason he... No, of course not. We'd already agreed that we had to tell you before you figured it out on your own benny had a lot of problems man i don't even think it was just about what was going on between him and his father either it's like he was just too sensitive to survive you know what i mean yeah i think i do it pisses me off when i hear people talking about this thing being a choice the drag waiter approached with a check and for the first time i noticed that he hadn't shaved his arms so where are you staying terry you got your own place to tell you the truth if i had a place to lay down i don't think i'd be out here walking these streets all night everybody thinks that it's all about the money out here 
But you'd be surprised how many of these guys are just looking for a place to crash. Well, the Lord must have told Joy to stop for gas on Santa Monica Boulevard tonight. I have a place over on Houston. Hudson. <laughs> you sure your friend won't mind? Joey? No, we don't live together. In fact, we don't even sleep together. But that's a whole other story. And it's too nice a night to be depressed, so I'll spare you the details. You can come and stay with me for a few nights until we can figure something else out. That's awful nice of you, brother. To tell you the truth, as we were walking over here, I was concerned that you might still be a little bitter. About what happened back in Ohio, I mean. That's just the devil yapping in your ears. He is the accuser, not me. So you guys fell in love and didn't know how to tell me. Believe it or not, Terry, I don't think it would have been such a big deal. Sure, I would have probably been a little jealous at first because the two of you were just getting some, and I wasn't. But I would have gotten over it. It's not like the two of you did something to deliberately hurt me. And the covenant? We were too young to know what we were doing. God knows that. Come on, let's go. I don't want to miss Dynasty. When I woke up, the first thing I noticed was that my brand new VCR was missing. And so was my watch and both of my leather jackets, one of which was given to me by my grandmother for high school graduation. It didn't take a lot of smarts to figure out that Terry Baxter was on drugs. Journal entry 1362, April 30th, 1980. Bless you, Father. When I took out this journal this morning, I thought for sure I knew exactly what I was going to write about. I just don't see how that man could get up the nerve to get up in the middle of the night and walk out of here with my stuff. Not that feeding him and bringing him into my apartment because he had nowhere else to go was such a big deal. I would have done as much for a stranger. But what makes me so angry is that he wasn't a stranger. This would be a whole lot easier to accept had it been a stranger that I picked up off the street. So I figured that Terry Baxter was out there on the boulevard somewhere trying to sell my stuff. I was just about to ask for your permission to go find him and lay hands on him when the phone rang. <laughs> hey, it's me, Joy said. Can I come up? When I opened the door, I could see he had been crying. You look like hell, I said. Thanks. Well, are you going to invite me in, Dwayne, or are you busy with something else? Sure, come in. What's up? This is kind of early for you, isn't it? I haven't slept. Looks like you had some company last night, he said, noticing that both sides of my bed were rumpled. It's a studio apartment. I could very well have asked the dude to sleep on the floor. So, he did sleep here last night. Yes, he slept here last night. Or at least he pretended to be asleep. Look, I really don't want to talk about this right now, Joey. But since I'm on the investigation, let me make this easy for you. The dude's name is Terry Baxter. He was one of the only two gay people that I knew back from home. In fact, I may have already told you about him. Terry Baxter was a guy that was going with my best friend, Benny Nicholas, when he died. Oh, you mean the Covenant dude? That's him. He was, uh, he was a liar then, and he's a liar now. Plus a prostitute, a thief, 
and no doubt a drug addict too. He ripped me off, Joey. I tried to warn you about those guys out there. Don't start with the I told you so crap. I'm not in the mood. And you can't say that everybody on the streets is a bad person just because they're having hard times. What if I lost my job all of a sudden? You know, what I make down at the apartment store? I'm only about one paycheck and a half away from the streets myself. Who knows what I would be capable of, capable of if I lost that stupid job? If you lost your job, Dwayne, you go out and get another one. That's what normal people do. Besides, I didn't say that they were all bad people. I said that they were on drugs. There is a difference, you know. Look, Joey, I really do have a lot of housework to do around here. So if you don't mind, I... Now you're pissed off? No, I'm not pissed at you, Joey. Really, I'm not. I'm pissed off at that asshole that got himself invited into my apartment so he could rip me off. I'm only irritated with you. I'm sorry, man. I didn't come here to upset you. I believe you. Apology accepted, whether it was necessary or not. But what are you doing here at this time of morning, Joey? And why haven't you been asleep? I was jealous. My stomach has been in knots since I saw you walking away with that dude last night. Dwayne, we need to talk. I thought we were talking. What's going on with you, Joey? While I was up driving around all last night, I had a lot of time to think. About us? No, about the Flintstones. Yes, <laughs> I was thinking about us. About you and me. I was thinking that I've been a damn fool. I was thinking that my selfishness was about to cost me the best thing that's ever happened to me. All because I walked away with Terry Baxter, the thief, last night? Yes, because you walked away with him. Look, you don't have to know how you don't know how relieved I am about the way the whole scenario played out. I'd rather he would have taken everything you own than to do what I thought the two of you were doing up here. Thanks. I'm sure you meant that as an endearment. I haven't been completely honest with you, Dwayne. Oh, God. I hope you're not about to tell me that you've been sleeping with everybody in town. Everybody but me. No, I've been honest about that. There's been no one since we met. But you bring up an interesting point because it probably would be a whole lot easier for me to be with everybody in town than it would be for me to be for me to have sex with you. I got some problems. Thanks a lot, Joey. That really makes this morning complete. What did I ever do to deserve such a perfect morning? Will you at least hear me out, Dwayne? This is very hard for me. Trust me, Joey. You have my undivided attention. I've been seeing a shrink. A psychiatrist? Actually, he's more like a sex therapist. I saw one of those on Phil Donahue once. From what I could tell, the woman was a little more than a high-priced hooker. Not that kind of therapy. Listen, maybe the guy is just a regular therapist, but all we talk about is sex. Now, would you stop interrupting Dwayne? You're only making this harder. I started seeing this guy a couple of weeks after we met. I was strongly drawn to you right from the beginning, and I had some serious concerns about repeating old behaviors. Basically, Dwayne, no matter what I may have led you to believe or what conclusions you may have come to on your own, I have never had a problem picking up guys 
and having wild sex on the first or second night. A problem is what inevitably happens immediately after that. It's not like I hate the dude. It's just that I don't ever want to see him again. And I certainly never want to have sex with him again. I'm sorry I have to say that I'm one of the dudes that you described in our very first conversation. Do you remember telling me about your first time with a guy? And how disappointed you were because the guy just threw his clothes on and was out the door before you could even stop hyperventilating? Damn. You remember that? Of course I remember it. I have good reason to remember it. The person you were describing was me. As I recall, you made it a point to reassure me that you were not that type. I guess that makes me a liar. It would be more accurate to say that I had made up in my mind that I wasn't going to be that type anymore. I was already pretty burnt out with the whole pickup scene before I met you or the therapist. So you're saying that you were afraid that if we had sex, you wouldn't want to see me again? Is that what you're telling me, Joey? I'm telling you that I am deeply and hopelessly in love with another human being for the first time in my life. I'm in love with you, Dwayne. Yes, I was afraid. And somehow I'm not ashamed to admit it now. I was afraid that I would do something to sabotage the most beautiful thing that ever happened to me. I didn't want to hurt you, man. And I didn't want to lose you. The therapist says that I've got some kind of disconnect when it comes to intimacy. It's like my scrambled up mind doesn't make the connection between love, intimacy, and sex. This is not going to be an easy road for me. He says that my problems stem all the way back to my childhood molestation. What? You were molested? You never told me that? It's not the kind of thing that comes up in a conversation. At least not with me. The therapist is the first one I've told about it since I was a little kid. You? You're the second. How old were you? Seven. Oh my God, Joey, I'm so sorry. I... Seven and eight. It went on for over a year. I told you about my dad, right? He was a musician and a junkie. My parents had split up, no doubt because of the drugs and a few other nasty things, and the judge had awarded them joint custody. I still don't see how that could have happened unless, of course, he didn't know about the dope. Your father molested you? No, even on heroin, he wasn't that sick. Then who, Joey? Who would do something like that to a seven-year-old? My dad needed to stay high all the time. Heroin is like no other drug. If he stopped even for one day, he would become violently ill. This meant that he had to play every night. Because he couldn't take me into the clubs, he would leave me with different families around his neighborhood. To make a long story short, I ended up on the doorstep of a child molester. The guy even had a record and a parole officer. My God, Joey, what happened? Did he get caught? What a piece of... His PO made a surprise visit in the middle of the night and found me sleeping there. That was all it took. They threw his ass back in prison, but the damage had already been done, Dwayne. I don't think that I've been right in the head since. The therapy says that I might actually be reliving the molestation. It's complicated. Besides, that there was more, there was a lot more drama. 
My mom stabbed my dad. She caught him nodding on heroin and stabbed him right in his side. I was eight years old and testifying in closed chambers, first about the molestation and then going down the hall to give a statement about the case against my mother. God have mercy and let my father live. After the DA heard the gory details of why she had done what she done, they didn't pursue the case against her. I only saw my dad a few times after that, and when I was 16, they found his body in the bathroom of one of those jazz clubs. The needle still sticking in his arm. That's some very heavy stuff, Joey. I sure hope you have the right therapist. Yeah, he seems to know what he's doing. I told him about us, of course. After all, you are the reason that I started seeing him in the first place. He said that if I was serious about you, and if I was serious about wanting to get better, I should commit to not having sex with you for at least six months. What? What an asshole. Is that what this was the whole time? Let's wait a while crap has been with you? And here you had me thinking that you were having some kind of spiritual or religious conflict. I don't think it was such a bad idea. We fell in love, didn't we? Or did we? Or did we? I shouldn't be putting words in your mouth. You know I love you, Joey. I feel like I've loved you since I first laid eyes on you. I just wish you had told me what was going on. I'm not that much of a baby. I would have understood. These last few months have been torture for me. If I had told you what was going on, it would have changed the whole dynamic and probably made the whole course of treatment ineffective. This was about personal discipline and slaying my own foul demons. Believe me, Dwayne, there were many nights when I could barely hold on myself. But you're right. I was selfish and I am so sorry. Maybe I should have just told you that I was damaged goods right off the top and taking my chances. No, what you did was okay, Joey. Believe it or not, I really do understand. The important thing is that you did get yourself some help. It seems strange to me that, that, that it took you seeing me walk away with another man for you to finally confide in me. I wouldn't give that dude too much credit. The six months is up. <laughs> I just couldn't figure out how to proceed. Should I tell you this whole story first or just let nature take its course and tell you afterwards? Maybe the Lord just helped you help us, I mean. It's not unlike him to use his weapon of enemy to bring about his purposes. Weapons? Jealousy? Drug addicted prostitutes? Secrets? You really think he cares, Dwayne? About this kind of stuff, I mean? Yes, I've made a decision to believe that he cares. Until he tells me something different? Yes, I believe that he cares about me and he cares about you, Joey. And now I'm choosing to believe that he cares about us. Will you agree with me? Yes, I think I do agree with you. That's not good enough. Then, yes, I do agree with you. I, I agree that our God cares about what happens with us. Then it's done. For the Bible says that if any two on earth should touch and agree on anything in his name, then it shall be done. I'm sorry you got ripped off. Yeah, me too. I only wish I would have woken up when he was sneaking out of here with my stuff. Then I could have pleaded temporary insanity. <laughs> Violence, Dwayne. That doesn't sound like you. 
Don't let this dude take you out of character. Don't worry. I'm not going to hunt him down and kill him. Whatever he's on, it must be awful cheap. How much could you sell a $10 Timex watch for? A well-used one at that. We laughed in unison. Did you check your apartment? Did you check for your apartment keys? Oh, my God, Joey. You don't think he would? Okay, okay. I've got him. Then, if I were you, I'd just forget about the whole thing, write it off as an experience, and get back to doing what you were doing, which was falling in love with me. I'm already in love with you, Joey. Anything else? Yeah. We made love then, Joey and me. It was the very first time for the both of us. Hello. Where you been? I have a job. Look, if that's the way you plan on talking to me, Johnny, we might as well bring this conversation to a close right now. What you tripping about now, Dwayne? Where you been? I'm not one of your dope hoes, Johnny. Whatever happened to... Hello. Good morning. Sorry to wake you up at 7 in the damn morning. Look, this is the only time I can get the phone. But you're right. My bad. I'm so sorry. Good morning, Dwayne. And how are you on this glorious day of the Lord's continuous blessings? <laughs> you still playing with God? You would think that after all that's happened, you would be taking him a lot more seriously. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm hanging up now. Okay. It's kind of hard to be spiritual in a place like this, little brother. The guy in the cell next to mine got stabbed last night. That's the second time they come for him. Now, why why did you just say that, Johnny? You know what's going to make them shut the phone off again. They're not always listening. Well, it's still going on. It's still on, so I guess we better get caught up. Sorry I wasn't there last week. I've been in rehearsals. I thought you decided you weren't going to sing with him. I'm not. In fact, Joey is out on tour right now. He'll be going for another six weeks. I've joined the choir of this new little church I've been going to over in Glendale. Another church, Dwayne? What is this? Five now? Four. Joey thinks that if I got involved with the choir, maybe I wouldn't be so quick to leave. Why can't you just go to his church? Shouldn't you both be at the same place? I hate that place. The pastor is nothing less than an ordained bigot, only a purple rose instead of the usual white. I still can't figure out why Joey puts up with it. Maybe he just got tired of looking, Dwayne. Well, that certainly would be understandable. Your people sure make it hard for us. Maybe you could speak to them. Now they're my people. Straight people. The world hasn't gotten any friendlier since you went on leave, Johnny. Yeah, they treat gay people differently in here too. Although not nearly as bad as Hollywood would have us believe. Hey, do you remember a dude named Terry Baxter from back home? Nope. Kind of lanky, wore braces, lived over on the Pine Street. Oh, you mean that dork that was always bragging about being around, <laughs> around behind you and Benny? That's the one. I ran into him. In L.A.? That's kind of unusual. I never ran into a single soul from Ohio, that is, until you showed up, little brother. 
Maybe it's time we had to talk about the little brother stuff, Johnny. Do you realize you're only two years older than me? We're practically the same age. What about this Terry dude? You been hanging out? No, he's a dope fiend. Judge ye not, little brother. Judge ye not. Believe me, I've got good reason to call him that. I sure hope you've been giving a lot of thought to getting into different business when you get out of there, Johnny. You ever stop and think about where all the money was coming from? Well, I know that you're going to think that I'm changing the subject or cutting you off again, but there really is a long line for the phone, Dwayne. You going to be here this weekend? Yeah, I'll be there. Love you, brother. The phone went dead. And scene. Hold on real quick. We're going to have a brief intermission. Don't go nowhere. Guess what day it is, y'all? <laughs> yeah, today is Monday. And we back at it again for another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. So come on in. This week, we'll be reading love and gospel music. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? <laughs> By your author, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Y'all head on over to Amazon.com and get your books. Download it on your Kindle or just order the paperback. Come on and support our authors, y'all. Love and gospel music. But is it really about love and gospel music? <laughs> we over here reading, y'all. Make sure you comment, like, share, and subscribe to Almond Brown everywhere. Check the description box to get all the links to his book and also to Mr. Timothy Blaine's YouTube channel. We almost reading, y'all. <laughs> Are you ready? It's that time. Shh. And welcome back from our brief intermission. We are going to continue our read of love and gospel music. Mm-hmm. Chapter seven, the music. Babe, you've got to wake up, Joy yelled, shaking both of my shoulders. What? What's the matter? Are we on fire? Well, that's one way of putting it. Dwayne, get up and get out of that bed. This is no time to be sleeping. What, Joy? What the hell is going on? It's not even six o'clock. Look, he said, thrusting the latest copy of the Stratosphere magazine in my face. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? It seems like I've been dreaming about this day since I was in the third grade. Oh my God. Joey, is this for real? No. Actually, I just had that one copy printed up so I have a reason to come in here and wake you up. Of course it's for real. Babe, we've got a hit. From number 14 to number three in two weeks. Joey, is this even possible? It sure ain't probable. 
Come on, get up. We've got to celebrate. At six in the morning. Well, we just have to toast with a cup of coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. There's just no way I can lay down, Dwayne. And besides, I've got to get all of the trade papers the very moment that they're put out. A rise like this on the gospel charts is going to cause quite a buzz. You deserve it, Joey. You worked so hard on this album. The music is phenomenal. I knew it would be a hit. I just knew it. It never occurred to me that it could happen so fast, though. We're on our way, babe. Is stratosphere really that important, Joey? It's just the indicator, that's all. It means that radio stations are playing my music. And even more importantly, the people are buying it. And now that it's number three, and no doubt still moving, they're going to play it and buy it even more. Does this mean we're going to be rich? Well, I wouldn't say rich. <laughs> this is the gospel charts we're talking about. Rich would mean that we crossed over to the pop, rock, or R&B charts. But I'd say that it means that I have plenty of work over the next couple of years. Hey, what's the matter? That means I'll see you less and less. I said a blanket of sadness falling over my face. Dwayne, why won't you just come and sing with me? Your voice is good. We can make it even better. What are you so afraid of? We've already had this conversation, Joey. You know how I feel. Well, we need to have it again. It just doesn't make sense, Dwayne. You've been singing in church choirs your whole life. Why can't you sing with me? You think I like seeing you only a few months out of the year? And now it's going to be even less. It wouldn't be fair to the rest of the group, Joey. You guys are professionals, and you've been together a long time. This is your time to reap the harvest for all the hard work. What would it say about me as a person if I just came in out of nowhere just because I happened to be sleeping with the boss? You make it sound so vulgar. We've been living together for almost three years, Dwayne. I don't think I would describe that as sleeping together. Besides, we're not a group. For the hundredth time, I am a solo artist. The backup and the band are on my payroll. You mean when you've had the money to pay them, of course. <laughs> Look, I don't want to argue with you about this again, Dwayne. The only thing that's stopping you from going on the road with me is you. And what if it's more than that, Joey? What if it's us that I'm worried about? Can you really say that you're ready to be with me 24 hours a day to work with me and to live with me and to ride on those damn cramped buses with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Can any relationship survive that? I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I was such bad company. Now, don't start with the pouty lips. You said you wanted to talk about it. Now, let's talk about it. Lots of couples make it, Dwayne. It beats the hell out of talking on the phone for half an hour a day. And what about the rest of it, Joey? How would you go about explaining my constant presence to the crew and your good and holy Christian fans? How long would it be before one of us said something or did something that would bring our little house of deception down on our heads? You're kidding, right? You think there's something funny about gossip innuendo and empty seats? Dwayne, if you think we'll be the first gay people to hit the road singing the gospel, then you, my friend, know absolutely nothing about the gospel music industry. I wouldn't be worried too much about the crew. And as far as the listeners, 
or fans as you call them they come to hear the music and perhaps have a worship experience no one is going to be interviewing us or even very in, or even very interested in our various and sundry sexual practices gospel music is about him not us but you know how religious people are joey what if somebody finds out your career is important to you and now you will finally be getting the recognition you worked so hard for i just don't want to mess things up that's all Dwayne, i'm about to let you in on what is apparently the best kept secret in gospel music industry better yet let me show you something joy then walked over to the cabinet where we kept all of our vhs cassette tapes <laughs> he picked out 10 or 12 tapes and then sat down on the floor next to the television now i want you to just relax and at the same time try to focus on each individual singer on the stage at any given time for now let's just focus on the men i know where you're going with this joey and i'm sorry to say that i don't have one of those gaydar things why don't you just say what you have to say oh you have one Dwayne. some senses just need to be developed more than others that's all Try to focus in on, on the subtle body movements, the facial expressions, the artful beating of the tambourine is a great indicator. <laughs> so I sat there only half interested for the first three tapes, but by the fourth one, I was totally in touch with my gaydar. Oh my God, Joey, they're all gay. Not everybody. Are you sure? Maybe my new gaydar is a little off. But no way am I wrong about these choir directors. All right. I have to confess that I cheated a little. I've already scrutinized the tapes that I picked out for my own purposes. I've even performed with about half of those guys, so I knew that they were gay. But it still makes the same point, Dwayne, because these are some of the biggest names out there. Okay, let's say that you made your point. But what about my voice, Joy? You really think that I'm ready for something like this? You said this. Is that this as in present tense? Doing. Are you saying that you might? Now just slow down a minute and don't be putting words in my mouth, Joey. I'm just thinking that maybe we could talk about it some more. Sure, we can talk and talk and talk. Or you can just show up for rehearsal Saturday morning with me. I have a job. Call in sick. Or better yet, quit. Joey, I can't just quit my job. Those people depend on me down there. It's the Broadway department store, Dwayne. I think they can find somebody else. Why don't you just why don't you just say it, Joey? You think my job is stupid. I never said that. And as a matter of fact, I think your loyalty and work ethic are beautiful it's just time to put them to work for us that's all how much will i get paid now come on babe you know that whatever is mine is yours that's so sweet how much well we can do better than the scale than scale a whole lot better than the broadway i have to see what the other guys are getting you sure can't come in making more than anybody else now that will make them hate you and me too for that matter what about the label and the producers 
I'll take care of them. We've been talking about bringing in a couple of women, too. I guess the only thing left is for you to make up your mind, Dwayne. Are you going to do this? Yeah, I think I just might. That's not good enough. Then my answer is yes, Joey. So now we finally agree. And it is done. Journal entry 1472, November 7th, 1982. Bless your father. <laughs> well, Lord, just in case you haven't been following this blow by blow, when Joey and me got back from picking up the gospel music trade magazines and reading them out on the cliffs above Malibu, there were 13 messages on the answer machine, six from Joey's agent. Most of the others were for some office or, or other at his record company. It looks like Joey is on his way. I want to thank you for doing this for him, Lord. A long time ago, Joey told me with unwavering confidence that you had called him when he was still a boy to do exactly what he's doing right now. It is such a joy to see your word confirmed, great God. It reminds me of your relationship with King David. After you said that David would be king, there was no power on earth that could stop it from coming to pass. I thank you for glorifying yourself in the life of your servant, Joey. Joey and me were so focused on how well Savior was doing that neither of us realized at first that he was actually he actually had three songs in the top 20. Savior at number three, Blood Washed at number 14, and Still Praying at number 20. Everyone seems to agree that by the end of the week, he was going to have a number one hit on his hands. The trade papers and magazines are calling Joey an overnight success. But actually, he's been at it for a very long time. Joey may still look a lot younger, but he turned 30 a few weeks ago. I sure hope that I look like that when I get to be his age. And now I'm going to need your protection even more than ever, Lord. I've always been a little insecure because Joey is so good looking. But now he's going to be rich and famous too. I can already feel the vultures and backbiters starting to circle. I knew it would help now that I'd be going on the road with him. If that were not the case, my wandering mind would probably drive me insane with jealousy and him into the arms of somebody else. The first rehearsal with me included was this morning. Joy didn't waste any time. We showed up together at the place where the rehearsals usually take place in the basement of one of the producers, a guy named Tony Rivers. Joy reintroduced me as the new soprano. No one seemed very surprised. I later found out that Tony Rivers had already told everybody that I was joining the group. I already knew everybody from hanging around the recording studio in the occasional road trip that I tag along. They all made me feel welcome, and for that, I was grateful because I was already nervous enough about singing with these guys. They were all professionals, and I certainly was not. What if I sounded awful, Lord? What if we had to keep starting over and over and over? My stomach was in knots, and I worried that it, it and I worried that in itself would be enough to throw away my voice off key. Thankfully, none of my fears were realized, and in fact, I have to say that my first day on the new job went very well. We even applauded each other at the end of the session. Joy said that we were naturals together and that we should have made this happen a long time ago. I had to remind him 
and not for the first time that we are Christians and that our steps are ordered by you and not by us. Now that my confidence is up, Lord, and I feel like I just might be able to pull this off and actually be an asset to the group, I'm starting to get very excited. Not only at the prospect of working and spending so much more time with Joey, but at the prospect of actually performing in front of a large audience myself. Joey is right, of course. I have been singing in church and school choir since I was a kid. But in truth, I've never taken myself very seriously. And I certainly never planned on being paid to sing anywhere for anybody. Well, I still haven't heard any bells or sirens going off in my head telling me that this is my calling. But I've got to tell you, Lord, that first rehearsal was nothing less than magical. Or maybe you would prefer that I use the word spiritual. Whatever it was that went down, that went on down in that basement today, it was a far cry from anything I've ever personally participated in. Every voice, every musician, and every instrument sounding off in perfect unison. Now, it's true that I already know every song on the new album backwards and forwards, so they didn't have to waste a lot of time getting me up to speed. But it was just beautiful, Lord. And I'm so happy that you ordained it to be so. It took all that was in me to control my spirit and not get happy right in the middle of the third song. Of course, it's Joey and his phenomenal range and energy that people are willing to pay to see and hear. He is such a tremendous talent, Lord. I don't know what I ever did to deserve a guy like him. It seems unimaginable that a person as humble and average as me could hold such a man's interest for so long. He's been over three, it's been over three years now. And Joey and me are just as in love with each other as we were that first summer back in 79. I just hope and pray that this new success is not going to change things between us. The producer Tony Rivers is a bit of a slave driver. The rehearsal ran a full two hours over. You must have gifted that man with special ears that hear what I'm unable to hear, Lord, because what I heard or thought I heard was nearly perfection. Tony Rivers seemed to think that the execution of the most of, of most of the old songs and some of the new songs still needed a lot of work. Not too bad, he said, considering we blended in a new voice today. That would be me, of course. Joy said that the sound was excellent and that I shouldn't be hanging on every comment made by the legendary Tony Rivers. Producers are paid to be assholes, Dwayne, he said. That's why they get big bucks and we get the glory. God gets the glory, Joey. What's the matter with you? Okay, so God gets the glory, and we get the record and ticket sales. The phone rang. Hey, little brother, said Johnny. I'm out. What? You can't be out. I was supposed to be picking you up at the gate tomorrow morning, remember? Well, they called for me for my release this morning, Dwayne. I sure as hell ain't going back to tell them they made a mistake. Where are you, Johnny? I asked the first hints of worry creeping up my spine. Still in San Luis uh, Obispo? Look, I'm just calling to let you know that you don't have to come all the way out here tomorrow. You don't want me to come and get you? Nope. Against the rules, he said. If there's nobody at the gate to pick us up, they drive us to the Greyhound bus station. 
and then we wait until we get on the bus. Besides, it will take hours for you to get here. I'll call you in a couple of days. What? A couple of days? I yelled into the telephone. Johnny, what the hell are you talking about? I thought you were supposed to be coming here to stay with us for the time being. Or at least that's what you had me tell the parole officer. Don't start talking to me like I'm a kid, Dwayne. I know what we talked about. And believe me, I'm grateful for the offer. But I've been locked away for close to three and a half years looking at nothing but ugly, hairy, muscle-bound men. And for the moment, I've only got one thing on my mind. Well, I hope it's the parole office because from what I understand, if that's not what your head, if that's not where you're headed within the next 24 hours, you'll be going right back to where you just came from. I know what I'm supposed to do. Look, don't be pouring buckets of cold water on my parade, little brother. I'm going to get laid and that's the end of the story. Sure, I bet a lot of women are into prison blues or did they give you back the J-Dog Diddy get up? I said sarcasm dripping from my lips. Don't be worrying about how I'm looking, little brother. Believe it or not, you are not the only one looking out for me all this time. One of my ladies hooked me up. I was wondering why you didn't have me send you any clothes. Is that the same lady that you sent to my job? Now, where would a person like that get any extra money? Johnny, what are you doing out there? Hooking up with these same old broken people again? Why don't you just come here, man? Maybe we can find you a nice, clean call girl or something, if you just have to have it. You in the peeping game now, Dwayne? No, thank you. I don't have a problem getting my own woman, and I sure as hell don't have to pay for it. I'm worried, Johnny. Well, don't be. You going to the parole office in the morning? Of course I'm going. You think I'm trying to go back into that hell hole? No alcohol and no drugs, I instructed. I hear they test you. Who you been hanging around? I called the, the parole office. You did what? He yelled in my ear. You heard me. I called the parole office a couple of weeks ago. The woman at the desk told me that the best way to support you would be to make sure you make it into their office at the appointed time every month, even if I had to drag you down there myself. She also told me that since you were busted for drugs, you'd probably be tested every time you came in. Damn. What? Why damn, Johnny? You got plans that don't go along with being drug tested once a month? Look, Dwayne. I know that you're just trying to look out for me, and I appreciate your concern and support. Honestly, I really do. But please, I think I can handle it from here. I don't think I need for you to be calling the parole office or getting to know my PO or anything like that. Believe me, little brother, those people down there are not my friends. Their whole mission in life is to send me back. I know what I'm supposed to do, and I'll do it. But as far as California, as far as the California penal system is concerned, Dwayne, I'm asking you to stay out of it. How am I going to be able to stay out of it, Johnny? Well, you've already had me tell them that you're going to be living here. What if they come here looking for you? Damn, I already told you I'll be there in a couple of days, Dwayne. Don't you believe me? Can a man have a couple of beers and get laid after being locked up for three and a half years? 
What? Do you think I'm going to run or something? You've been watching too much TV again. Johnny, are you brain dead? I yelled at my brother. Didn't you just hear what I just said about them testing you for drugs and alcohol tomorrow morning? All right. So I'll go in the office as soon as I get off the bus. I'm worried, Johnny, I said quietly. Don't be. Well, I better get going, little brother. They're starting to load our bags. What bags? Believe it or not, Dwayne, not everybody at the Greyhound bus station is getting out of prison. Call me when you leave the parole office. Gotta go. And he hung up the phone. So he's not coming, asked Joey. No. He said that he'll be here in a couple of days, but I don't know. Says he's got to take care of his manly business first. I'm sorry, babe, he said as he placed his hand on my shoulder. Who knows? Maybe he will show up, I said, covering his hand with my own. I know how this feels, Joey said very softly. My dad always was always in and out of jail. He even went to prison twice when I was a kid. I didn't know that, Joey. Why didn't you tell me? It's not something I'm proud of. Just something that goes along with being a junkie. I remember hearing my mother cry all night when he didn't come home after being released from prison the first time. My dad may have loved my mom and me, but he loved heroin a whole lot more. He always went home to his first love. I think Johnny's first love is the streets. I told you about the J-Dog Diddy business, right? I guess I should have seen his coming. Johnny never left the streets. He was arrested. There is a big difference. If he wasn't taken away by force, no doubt he'd still be out here doing what he apparently loved doing. Every time I tried to turn the conversation to what he was going to do when he got out, he started in with a crap about how long the line was on the phone or half a dozen other lame excuses. Three and a half years is a long time, Dwayne. Joey said, a lot of time to think. Yeah, but the issue is what he's been thinking about. He should have seen some of those people he was locked in here with, Joey. Not exactly the type to be sitting around talking about finding a good church home when they got out. Johnny probably knows more about the game, as he calls it, now than when he went in. Well, let's not write him off just yet, Dwayne. He said two days. Let's at least give him the benefit of the doubt. I've got a bad feeling about this, Joey. I said, a tear welling up in my eye. I know that you're not going to like what I'm about to say to you, babe. But believe me, I'm only saying it because I love you and I'm concerned about everything that affects you. Just say what's on your mind, Joey. I'm a big boy. Well, I just feel like, at least in this situation, you can't afford to be your brother's keeper. You've already let your brother know that our door is open. Whether he chooses to use it or not, it's totally up to him. He hesitated and then went on. I watched my mother spend a good part of her young life trying to change somebody who didn't want to be changed. It just made her old before her time. And in the end, he chose the drugs over her anyway. So are you saying that I'm supposed to just walk away from my only brother and not be concerned about what happens to him? Of course not. Johnny is your blood, and it's obvious that the two of you love each other a great deal. You wouldn't be able to not be concerned about what happens to him. What I'm saying, Dwayne, 
is that you may have to let go of the idea that you can somehow change or control what happens to him. What do you expect for me to try to help you if you are in some kind of trouble, Joey? We are lovers and we live in the same house. That's when the phone rang. Hey, it's me again, said Johnny. I thought you were on the bus. Rest up. Look, Dwayne, I've been thinking. You are right, of course. I'm about to blow it big time. You want me to come and get you? I asked, hoping, hope welling up inside of me. Nah, I'm already moving. Maybe you can pick me up at the bus station. Which one? What time? We get to the downtown Greyhound bus station at 2 p.m., gate number 63. I'll be there, I said. I know you will, brother. And Dwayne? What? Thanks. Hey, I've got somebody here I want to, that wants to speak to you, I said as I handed the telephone to my brother. Hey, Granny, said Johnny. It's me. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. Hey, hey, hey. Glory. <laughs> Granny, Johnny exclaimed. Bless you, Lord. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She just dropped on, said Johnny laughing. I think she danced to Dwayne. <laughs> just like old times, I said with a big smile on my face. Well, you might as well hang up. She'll call back. <laughs> Joy went down to the studio for a couple of hours, so we'd have a chance to catch up. <laughs> Come on, Granny. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Seems like a decent dude. This him? Asked Johnny, picking up a framed picture of Joey and me standing on the cliffs above Malibu. <laughs> yeah, that's our favorite spot, I said. If we ever make any real money, we'll build a home out there. <laughs> What's wrong with this place? Joey, Johnny was looking around the luxurious high-rise apartment. You didn't tell me you were living like this, little brother. Studios on it. We're just renters. You must be making them a lot of money. We pay our rent on time, I said. It's about a half of what this place is worth. You look good, man, said Johnny. You too, brother. You been working out? Very funny. Yeah, I've been working out. About two hours a day for the last three and a half years. Well, at least you got something out of the deal. I don't suppose that gave you any of that money back. Now, wouldn't that be something? Nope. All the dope money, that the drug money that becomes property to the city or the county. They gave us all $200 at the gate, and then we were on our own. Well, that's about enough for two shirts and a pair of pants. Here's what I can do for you right now, Johnny, I said, as I handed him $300 I had been saving for him. Thanks a lot, Dwayne. I'll pay you back as soon as I get on my feet. You're kidding, right? I said. Johnny, how could I even begin to pay you back for all the cash you sent me back in the day? I probably wouldn't even be in California right now if you, if you hadn't sent me a ticket. I thought you said that all of the money was dirty and didn't count for much. Look, Johnny, let's not dwell on the past. I have my opinions and defects of character just like everybody else. The point is that you paid your debts to, to society. You've got a brand new start, man. 
if you can make your own mark in this crazy world, you can. If you can make make your mark in this crazy world, you can make it in this one. I gotta tell you, I'm a little nervous, Dwayne. I mean, here I had been telling myself for at least the last six months that I wasn't going to use anything when I got out. And I wasn't out of the gate a full 30 minutes before I was on my way to the bar. No doubt a couple of beers would have turned into a couple of lines. Now you're talking like a man with good sense. We're going, we're going, were you going to AA meetings or something while you were in there, Johnny? I went to a few meetings. You never told me that. That's because I didn't want you to be getting all excited or start looking at me like you are right now. I still don't know what I'm going to do, man. Maybe it's just coke that I have to be alone. That parole woman sounded pretty sure of herself, I said. When she said you'd be texted for both drugs and alcohol. We'll see in the morning. But I just want you to know, little brother, that you don't have to worry about me using anything as long as I'm staying in your house. Thanks. I... The phone cut me off. It's for you, I said, handing him the receiver. Hey, Granny, you feeling better now? Now you know I do, Johnny Brown, said our grandmother. Boy, where have you been for all of these years? Actually, I've been in prison, Granny, said Johnny, with shame in his voice. I kind of figured that's what it was, Grandma said. I guess your brother knew where you were all this time. He didn't want to upset you, Granny. Besides, I asked him not to tell you. And your mama? Yeah, she knew. I wish people would stop treating me like I'm going to have a heart attack or a stroke every time something bad happens to this family. I may be old, but I'm not stupid and I'm not weak-minded. You think this is the first time something like this has happened in this family? Well, just to catch you feeling like you're the only one, son... Believe me when I tell you that you are not. I'm out now, Granny. Isn't that the most important thing? Well, I wish I could say that it was, son, said Grandma. But anybody can get out. All you have to do is hang around the place long enough. What's more important is, can you stay out? Where's your head at, son? You got any plans? If you don't come up with a plan for how you're going to move forward, Johnny... Why, that's like sitting around waiting for the devil to show up. Well, I just got out this morning, Granny. But you're right. I do need to figure out what I'm going to do and fast. Maybe you could come back here and work for your Uncle Will. He's doing real good with this construction business of his. No can do, Granny. I'm on what they call parole for the next three years. I couldn't leave Los Angeles now, even if I wanted to. Not even for a visit, said Grandma with disappointment. Not likely. I won't know all the details until I go into the office in the morning. Well, Johnny Brown, you just be careful of that old devil. No doubt he'll be coming looking for you. That old devil don't like losing none of his slaves. You best believe that. Actually, I think I do believe that, Granny. You been reading that word, John? She asked, eyes glistening through the phone. Now, don't you start shouting and dancing and getting your blood pressure all out of whack again, Granny. It's still a little early for all that. But yeah, I've been reading the Bible again. And I've had a lot of time to meditate on what I was reading. Where are you at right now, baby? Said Grandma, excitement in her voice. I started with Genesis 
and then jumped all the way over to the New Testament. Go back, she said. Granny! Johnny, you need the whole story, baby. Well, I don't know what I would agree with you. I don't know that I would agree with you there, Granny. But I don't want to argue about it. Is there anything wrong with me spending some time in the New Testament first? No, there's nothing wrong at all with that, son. Well, that makes the old woman very happy. It's sure good to hear your voice again, Granny. It's been a long time. Way too long. That's been your choice, son. I've always wanted to talk to you. It seems like you've been ducking my advice, opinions, and hard stands against sin your whole life, John. I can't help but wonder if maybe I used the wrong method with you. But now look at God. God don't need me. God don't need nobody. You just keep your face in that Bible, son. And everything is going to work out just fine. I love you, Granny, said Johnny, sounding a little like a young boy. And I love you, grandson, she said. I'm going to put a little something in the mail for you today. No sense telling me not to or that you don't need it because I know that you do. Okay. Okay to use Dwayne's address? Yeah, him and his friend have offered to let me stay here until I can get off my feet. But really, Granny, you don't have to. You boys always were close. Tell me, Johnny, your brother, does he seem happy? Yeah, this is about the happiest I've ever seen him, Granny. Good. Well, you call me a day or call me day or night if there's anything I can do to help, son. Always remember that you have family that cares about you, John. Don't put anything foul in your body or let foolish ideas fester too long inside your head. Talk about your problems with the Lord, baby. He's just sitting back waiting for you to give him a chance to show you who he is. It's good that you have your brother there. But if you find that you need more support, get it. God works through people and situations, Johnny. Listen for his voice in everything. He is a faithful God and he won't fail you. Hallelujah. Don't stop praying for me, Granny, said Johnny. Well, you know that'll never happen. I love you, he said one more time. I love you too, baby. Later, when Johnny, when Joey got home, Johnny stood up to meet him. Nice to finally meet you, man, Joey said. Yeah, this has been a long time coming, said Johnny, as they shook hands. Sort of feels like I already know you, though. I know what you mean. Dwayne talks about you a lot, too. How's the album going? Better than I ever dreamed it would. I suppose Dwayne has already told you about our schedule, about how our schedule had been here a lot lately. No, I hadn't got around to that yet, I said. Well, I'll let you fill your brother in, said Joey, but I'll just say that you probably won't be seeing a whole lot of us around here for the next few weeks. It'll only be like that for a few weeks, Johnny, I said. You'll have the place all to yourself, of course. Well, let's not talk about that right now. Come on, Joy. Get cleaned up. The poor man has been eating nothing but prison food for the last three and a half years. That must have been tasty, said Joey. Please don't remind me, said Johnny. To tell you the truth, I spent an awful lot of time these past couple of weeks daydreaming about one of those big, greasy, double chili cheeseburgers down at Tommy's. Well, you're just going to have to dream one more day, Johnny. I said, because I'm sure as hell not going to celebrate your return to the real world as some burger dive 
down on Hollywood Boulevard. I guess Tommy can wait a few more hours, said Johnny. I hope what I'm wearing is cool because this is all I got. That won't be any problem, said Joey. Your brother and me are both shopaholics. We've got enough clothes backed up in this place to open our own retail store. I've got 26-inch arms, said Johnny. Things have changed since you went to college, Johnny. I said, the current style is baggy. You can have a 30-inch arm and we still wear the same size. When we get back, I'll take you on the tour of the closets. And scene. <laughs> so that was chapter five and chapter six of love and gospel music, honey. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? So, yes, we see that Johnny has gotten out of jail, honey. J Dog Diddy. I'm going to drop the link for anybody that wants to come up and we can discuss what we have just read. But I am enjoying this. I'm glad that Johnny actually got out and was able to um, actually go to Dwayne. Because like he said, he was about to stop by the bar and probably throw away his life just that fast for a beer. And like he said, maybe a couple of lines of coke. So we're going to pray that Johnny stay out right now. But uh, I'm glad that Joey and Dwayne actually were able to uh, come together. Oh, we have our guest. Welcome to the stage, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Hi. <laughs> Hello. You, you sure love those hallelujahs, huh? <laughs> Look, you I got into it. <laughs> <laughs> glory, glory. Yes, honey, hallelujah. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the language, honey. Right. Yes, you know I love the Lord. So, honey, anytime that's in there, baby, I got to give it to her because that's right, what I need to right. do. I said, did I write all those words? I said, no, she's in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. It was in there. Right, right. Yeah, but that's my you wrote, right. Now you wrote it. <laughs> hey, that was that was grandma. You know, she had to show her gratitude, honey. So I was happy when I saw it. I had to give it. Listen, I know that's how she gave it in my head, but that's how I would have gave it to. So right, right. Well, that's how my real grandmother gave it when I finally called her after 17 years. Oh man. So I guess Dwayne Brown is me, and then also Johnny is a different part of me because I played the role that Johnny is playing as far as being a drug dealer and going to prison and all the things that happened to Johnny, I experienced that as well. So both brothers are me actually at this point. So, but was there anybody that you could call when you got, while you were in there? So like he called his brother. Was there anybody that you called while you were in, while you were locked up? No. Uh -uh. So you went all that time? Each time you went, it was nobody that you had to call on? No, my partner had passed away, and I was just there by myself. Oh, that's but yeah. what when you called your grandma for the first time? Did you tell her that you were in prison, that you had been in prison, or you? Just I, I didn't call her until I got out for the last time, and that's how I knew I was delivered from drugs, and I would never use drugs again because I had not called her in seventeen years since I started doing drugs. Wow, I was too embarrassed, you know, because I knew I wasn't going to stop. So you were too embarrassed to call her while you were on drugs, but when you knew you were delivered, that's when you called. And first thing, first thing I did. Yeah. Did you tell her everything that was going that had been going on with you as far as the drugs and everything? Well, she was my biggest fan of Meth Monster. Yeah. So she got the details then. She said, "Oh, that's what happened. Oh, I remember that period. Did you call your mama? Did you tell your mama?" <laughs> <laughs> but you had, you still had called your mom. No, I called. I talked to her. My mother was becoming a Christian as well, too. So 
a lot of her conversation was just about read the Bible, repassage this and repassage that. And I wasn't ready yet, you know. Mm. But uh, yes, yeah, they send me packages in, in, in prison. I would call my sister every once in a while. I have two sisters, you know. So we're not, we don't have problem in the family. My mother's a little strange, but uh, our family's pretty close. My grandmother passed away maybe uh, 10 years ago. Oh, Something like okay. that. Yeah. Well, that was good. She got to see uh, well, read your book, and she was your, one of your biggest fans. Of, of Oh, yeah. Her. She took around to all the family members and everything. <laughs> she liked that. <laughs> so what she said, you got to read it. L listen to what my grandbaby wrote. <laughs> read right, it. right. I think she'd be very happy that I'm still sitting here, honey. I know she would be because especially uh, with your testimony and you thinking that you were going to be gone, what, what you said, 30 years ago almost? Right, right. Yeah, I've been clean for 20. I've been in San Francisco for 30 years, so. Yeah, it's a miracle. So what did your mom say when you first called her when you were in prison, though? I called her. She was just telling, sending me Bibles. She sent me two, she sent me two Bibles. I couldn't. <laughs> hardly talked to her because everything was, was a Bible scripture. You know, she was a baby Christian herself, actually. I mean, she had been around the church her whole life, but she hadn't really gotten saved until she was my age, you know. Oh, okay. So she was so, well uh, grown <laughs> before. Right, right, okay. Right. So I well, feel I, like somebody was praying for me, honey, because uh, I just feel like they were praying for me. It had to be. Yeah, of course. You know, listen, the prayers of your grandma, like, he's, like you said, Johnny, you know, don't stop praying for me. But we never. But the prayers of your grandparents, most of the time, you never hear them praying for you. But you know they right. pray. <laughs> right. They can't always forget you. Right. Yeah. So I, 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 uh, I can relate. You know, for those that may be watching and haven't heard my testimony, but uh, with your mom sending you Bibles and everything while you were locked up, because I was once locked up. You know. Oh, I never so, okay. Yes, I was, and my aunt. Uh, she used to send at least 10 to 15 cards every day. I got a card. I was in there. Right. For, I was, I was on the ground for six months, which is still a long time, but every single day I got a letter. Every time I came up to, you know, when they call for mail, right. uh, they will call me once and then I would walk away and then they will call me again and I walk away. And then she said, you might as well just stay here. Cause you know, it's going to be more than one. <laughs> so, right. Are you so she would always send that and with, you know, with scriptures and everything, but I was, I was, I was still, I was in the church, you know, my daddy is a pastor, so, <laughs> right, right, right. you know, but just knowing that you have that, although you didn't, you didn't want to reach out to them, but they still was able to support you while you was in there. And so your mom sent you Bibles and my aunt sent me cards right. with scriptures in them, you know, but that was one of the first things I asked my lawyer for. I need a Bible and it need to be large print. <laughs> right, right. I got to be able to see <laughs> Well, God has your attention in there. Yes. I had never even picked it up until I got in there. So a lot of people, they make fun of people. Oh, you're jailhouse. You're jailhouse safe. So and when the, and the problem is. Right. But that's what they said. Oh, you, as soon as you right. go in, you get saved. As soon as you go in, you got to start reading about it. But listen, that's right. that's your safe place. You know, right. if, if it takes that, because you're not going to sit down when you're on the outside, you're moving and carrying on. Right. You right. Know? You're busy. So, yeah so you know we kind of have some similarities you know what i'm saying i was uh i wouldn't necessarily say i was a drug dealer you know right. but i did deal drugs so right 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 it wasn't nothing that was continuous you know it's just uh, you know right we just dealers by, by default <laughs> yeah you can say that <laughs> you can right. say that so 
but yeah, it's it's a beautiful story. What is what's unfolding, especially the relationship between them two. And then when Joy was saying, you know, you can't always be your brother's keeper because it does become uh, draining. Right. <laughs> you know, when a person wants so much more for you than you really want for yourself, you know, right. you don't right. see the greatness in you but somebody else does and so you have the people that try to pull you out like your grandma you know she probably was trying to pull it all out you but you was like oh hey okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you went in on that part honey oh god hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> girl hold on i think she's dancing <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I felt it in my spirit. I can tell you, I felt it in my spirit. I got to go back over that part of it. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I am weak. <laughs> right. You know, if you're when you're writing, though, if you can get a character in your mind mm-hmm. and you just have to imagine how they would react, you know, yeah. what would they say? If you know that person very well, you know, if I knew exactly what her reaction would be, you know. And that was it. And listen, I felt I, I felt like grandma in in that uh in that point of time. They talking about Shondo. Uh, you got a question? If uh, will there be any pearl clutching twists and turns? Because my mind is already clicking. Oh so yeah. Tra- oh yeah. She's trying to figure out the story. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Yeah. So it, you just have to read ahead. I like to hear it though. I like to hear it read because I can read it at home, but I like to hear what you read it. Yeah, I it, I have a good time reading it, especially because I don't know what's gonna come up. So when the grandma, oh yes, oh no, 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 this is a dramatic book, and we didn't got to the drama yet. Oh lord, I'm yeah. ready because it listen from the first chapter, baby, when Buck got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. From the first chapter to now, and we're only on chapter six, so I can only imagine. I can only right. imagine what uh you know what's to come, but I'm excited. I really am excited right. about your book. So. Well, I'm glad you're reading. I really enjoy it, huh? Yes, and I appreciate you for shouting me out on your channel. I know you couldn't think of my you couldn't think of my name. Oh, well, I don't know what, well, y'all gonna be sixty-two years old at, at some point too. I be saying I know that woman. <laughs> One time I was at the Versateller, right? I was at the and it was a line behind me, all the white people behind me, right? And I had forgotten my my pin number, right? So I was in there punching numbers. <laughs> I just forgot it. It's my number I used for ten years. <laughs> we had those brain farts. So I yeah. mean, he was like, I can't remember her name. He was like, I know I know her name. I know I know. Miss Brown. Brown. <laughs> yeah, I, but I was listening to your video. Uh I was listening to the replay the replay and I was just cracking up on the inside. I was like, is he talking about me? And yeah, I, I looked at the chat right. and I saw that um S. Hutchinson had put my name in the chat, but I I don't know if you had saw it or not. But right. <laughs> my people know I'm half crazy. They know they feel me in, honey. Yeah, I said, what's that name? What that? You will get it way down the line because you know you be. I gotta be looking like this. Yeah, <laughs> you be twenty minutes behind on the comments, so we be not told you right. twenty minutes ago, and right. when you catch up to it, you be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, y'all answered me." So, well, I'm glad you understand. <laughs> I understand. I do. I listen. No, it was no hard feelings. I knew who you were talking about, so I appreciate. Right. Well, right. oh, I shout you out every time we get a chance. I enjoy this. A lot yeah. of other authors, though, are going to enjoy your reading for them as well. I hope we can find another one. Thus far, we haven't found another author. So, you know, but we still have right. ways to go in your book. Uh, but, you know. Isn't there somebody I'm- called Just Read My Book? Someone's name is Just Read My Book. I asked her one time. I said, girl, what is your book? Tell us. I think I remember you asking her that on one of your videos. Yeah. Yeah. There are people around, though. 
I have to find her. I, I haven't seen her in a while, though. I normally yeah. only see her in your chat, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. There are people out there. I don't know. Maybe we'll ask her. And see what I think this is going to keep you busy for a while, though. I think there's 18 chats. Well, you're already a third of the way through, though. You re you're doing pretty good. Yeah, because that you know that your journal entries are long, so well, it's all journal entries, right? Yeah. I didn't so even remember that. I said, "Why, well, damn, he's, he's the whole book is him talking to God." <laughs> that's, what it, that's what the whole book is. <laughs> but it's oh, there's there's some lot of drama, drama in there, though. Some serious stuff in there too. Even make make me cry, right? With the character. Lord. Well, we're ready for the drama. We're gonna keep on reading, so we'll be back here next Monday at nine. Well. Yeah, we should be back here next Monday at 9 o'clock. We know the 4th of July is on Sunday, so I shouldn't have too much going on Monday. So Okay. Okay. Yes, I look but I will meet you back here next Monday. And uh, yeah. We'll see what happens next. We shall see. We're in suspense right now. So y'all come back next Monday, okay? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, okay. It's great to see you. You too. So, yes, that was the author of a love and gospel music mr timothy blame so yes you guys while i'm giving my church announcements please drop your chocolate and your sun emojis in the chat um i am going to drop the membership link to my channel in the chat while i'm talking if you would like to join the membership it's appreciated but not required it's not required but it's appreciated um if you would like to follow me on instagram go over to instagram.com forward slash almond brown zero nine um if you are an author or you know an author and you would like for me to read your book or you think they may want me to read that book please go over to almond brown zero nine at gmail.com and message me so we can get the correspondence going because I have to get permission to read a book. I cannot just read an author's book without their permission because I am not trying to get my channel struck down. Okay, that is that's their intellectual property. So I would like to get permission from an author to read their book. Um, you can also listen to my pod, listen to the readings on my podcast over at anchor.fm um, anchor forward slash brown 9 You can listen to it on the go. If you have Bluetooth in your car, you can hook it up to your car speakers and listen to me while you're driving. Um, the books are also in the playlist here on my YouTube channel. So if for the ones that may be listening on the podcast, youtube.com forward slash brown 9 and check out the playlist for those. You can just hit play all and the videos will continuously play for you guys to listen to. Um, I have read another book of uh, Mr. Timothy's. It's called The Epiphany. It's, uh, it has its own playlist as well. I've also read other books by James Colwell. I read five of his books. You can also see those and hear those on my podcast as well. Um, yeah, I have enjoyed this read. We did two chapters this week. So next week we will be on chapter seven of love and gospel music. You guys, please check the description box below for all of the links to his YouTube channel as well as to Amazon for you guys to purchase his book. I know you guys hear me reading, but this book is a part of a series. So there are four other books. So he has Meth Monster. That's his... um. That's his memoir. And then he has Love and Gospel Music, The Epiphany, um, Muse, and it's another book. I can't remember the name of the other book. So, yes. What you said, girl, I read for a living, so I enjoy hearing Armin read, so don't worry. Oh, 
Yes, you read for a living, girl. You better come through for the read. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But I appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. Um, if I uh shout out to the Almond Delights 2.0. Those are my members that you guys see going up and down the chat. Shout out to the Almond Delights. You know, I appreciate you guys for dropping your chocolate and your sun emojis in the chat for those of you that are over here and do not know what that means. That means that we are sending love and light to everyone in the chat, the ones that may watch the replay. I appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you for the love and the support that you guys have been giving me. We are growing. We are going to continue to grow, and I'm just going to continue to be me. And thank you guys for loving me just the way I am. I appreciate you guys. I'm tongue-tied. And you guys, if you would like, please go and check out my community wall. There is a painting there from one of our Almond Delights. Yes, ma'am. You know, you guys, we had a painting praise. We will be doing one of those the end of July, prayerfully. Uh, we will be doing the paint and praise, and it's all listen, it's all orchestrated on our ordained by God child. And she has unleashed a talent of hers, and she didn't know it was locked up in her to paint. So go and check out my community wall. I have posted one of her paintings there, and it has already been claimed. So yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Angela for that one. I love you for it. And I know, don't cover your face up, girl. You know, I love you. And if anybody else has any other talents that you guys would like to uh, be showcased here, I don't know if you have a channel or not, you can always email it to me and I can post it on my wall. And, you know, we'll shout out and show love to all of the Almond Delights. Like I said, that's how we do. We show love and light to the Almond Delights. But I love you guys, and I'm going to stop rambling because, you know, I will keep on going. But, yeah, go check out my community wall and leave her a comment because she does read the comments, and she will be responding to the comments. The difference is I don't like reading. Oh, girl, you don't like reading? I love reading. I love reading to you guys. But I'm going to go now, and I will talk to you guys later. I love you guys with – oh, wait a minute. Hold up, swole up. Okay, so we have our Friday night red light special will not be this Friday. Okay, we will not be doing that this Friday because I have my salon grand opening on Saturday. So um, somebody said something about doing a, a grand opening party. I don't know. If that's what you guys want to do, let me know if you want to do it. Um, I don't know what would I do for this because I'm not, I'm not going to be able to live stream the grand opening on Saturday. Mm -mm. There will be too much. It's going to be too much uh, personal, too many personal things said and done there that I choose not to present here. <laughs> so I hope you guys understand that and why I cannot live stream that grand opening. So, yes, I don't know. Somebody asked me about doing a salon grand opening party here since I can't do it. So I don't know. Let me know if you guys want to do it. Uh, members only or if you want to do it as a whole i would probably just do it as a you know as an as a whole or whatnot as opposed to doing it just members only i don't know yet but let me know if we're gonna do it then i gotta find out when because i'm really really busy <laughs> i'm gonna be busy uh trying to put everything together then thank you melissa appreciate you Yes, there is nothing that you can do about it, honey. But yes, yeah, so we will not be doing that this Friday. So next Friday, we will reconvene with our red light special. Um, 
shout out to my co-panelists Shadia and Jada LaRue uh, for being there with me during our red light specials. And thank you for everyone that does come and join us. If you will miss, if you're going to miss us this Friday, just go back and watch a replay. Go watch, go back and watch uh, who's on the line. We're going to come back with that as well. I am going to come back with the trivia night. I cannot tell you when, but we will come back with the trivia, um, the trivia night. And then somebody said something about doing a motivation Monday. And that'll probably be after we do, after we read this book. If we don't have another author, by the time I finish this book, we will do you know, motiva- motivation Monday and Indigo. If you watch this after, if you're gonna watch the replay, I hope you have started your book of paintings, Indigo. Mm-hmm. I ain't forget, but I'm gonna let y'all go. I love you guys with the love of God, and there is what nothing you can do about it. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you all for joining. Another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. I pray that you enjoyed yourself and you're relaxing your mind, in your body, and in your spirit. Come back and join us again next week as we continue our reading. If you haven't subscribed, Please do so. Be blessed and enjoy your evening.